Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, and I'm bringing you What the Dice, episode 75. I hope you guys have been enjoying this season because it's about to get nuts. I am talking real nuts real fast, but giving the team a little reprieve and doing what we have here, which is the Murdoch. Now, I don't want to give away too, too much because you're about to see what happens, but I do want to thank everyone for sticking with us. Now, the Murdoch took me several months to write. And when I say write, it was mostly research and mind mapping and all sorts of real chaotic stuff. But I hope it pays off. I really do. Past that, don't forget to join us on our YouTube channel. Join us on Twitter. Come join our Discord. All those fun, fun things I always have to say because, you know, all that. Plus, merch shop. Yay, merch shop. I hope you guys have absolutely been enjoying listening to us, and I can't, can't, can't wait to hear from you guys on Twitter and any other social media. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys get on with this week's episode. This is Dan the GM. This is What the Dice. Sit back, relax, and let's get on with this week's episode. Looking out across the wide ocean, we look up and we see the sky speckled with clouds. A small zeppelin flies silently in the sea of clouds. We slowly take our seat on the bench that the old man has purchased. Getting comfortable, he smiles. Ah, my friends. So, dreams are a fleeting memory, but they are there to teach us. It is our deepest dreams, our deepest thoughts, that sometimes have the greatest of meanings. Now, sometimes gods reach out and touch us and tell us things we need to know. But for the team, they have a relaxing flight on a luxury zeppelin. Or do they? Sit back, me friends, and hear me tale. In the morning, as you guys wake up, Faye, you notice that Kalila is not in the room, but Hugin is fast asleep. Clyde and Ephibulus, you both wake up in separate rooms or separate beds. What would you guys like to do? Where is Hugin? Hugin is kind of sleeping up on the top corner of the roof. So between two walls and a, a ceiling. The morning routine. Stretches, meditation, observe dreams, um, get dressed. Okay. Uh, it's kind of what I do too. The uh, prayers, dawning, armor... Everything. Mm -hmm. And Fibulus? Kind of looking around the room, he's like, I had the weirdest dream again. I thought I got bit by one of them leeches again. As you guys 
wake up, fully wake up, and enter into that middle room after everyone has done stretches, prayers, what and whatnot. You notice that Kalila is not with everyone. Where'd Kalila wander off to? That is a good question. We should definitely look into that. Well, for once I'm not snuck up on, I'm snuck out on. I would assume she went to breakfast. <laughs> okay. So you guys are heading up to the casino then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you guys get onto the second floor, I need a perception check from everyone. From everybody? It, unless you want to determine that your character is too distracted. Everyone needs a perception check. Okay. I, I am too distracted. Okay. Apparently so is Kalila. Okay. 34. Alright. And Faye? I have a 27. Alright. Faye and Defibulous notice that the airship doesn't seem to be moving. The normal hum of the engines that you guys have kind of grown accustomed to is not there. When you look out, you notice that the clouds are moving by in normal fashion. Just that normal cloud movement. Not where you're moving into them. We are to the window! Up. To the wall! <laughs> mm, we're not moving, guys. Wait, what? We're not moving? No. Question mark, question mark. The engines are stopped by the sounds of it, and clouds are going by us at their speed, not like we're moving. That's quite interesting. All right, who broke the engines? Ooh, I wonder if that means I can go down and help and fix them. And also, Defibulous and Faye would notice that Kalila is sitting at the bar having a cup of tea and is not dressed for the day. I have no idea what she is wearing, but we are going to just call them cat jammies. Cat jammies? <laughs> Obviously, she is wearing the cat's pajamas. Defibulous will go up to the bar. Morning! Kyle's ears will perk up and she's like, what? Um. Face looks in the next door. Guess today's kind of a casual day, huh? Kyle's just gonna kind of look down and just blink, be quiet for a moment and be like, I'll be back. And just leave the cup and walk back to her room. Um, so is she usually like that in the morning? Not enough coffee? No, no, she's generally ahead of us most cases. Hmm. Faye will get up and slip off after her. Alright. So, back down to your rooms. Anyone else following? Yeah, I'll follow. I mean, if they're going to, I should as well. <laughs> Can't let the cat get dressed on her own, apparently. Nope. Apparently I need help. Alright, so back in y'all's room. I was just gonna go back to her room like you do and get dressed for the day normally. I don't, you know, casual attire. The Fibus will wait for her to come out of her room. Faye's gonna ask her if she had um, odd dreams last night too. Uh, they, the Fibula said, this isn't your usual behavior in the morning. Everything okay? Kalila will actually just stop and blink at her for a minute. Kind of remembering her dream and, and still trying to connect a lot of dots so she kind of has that five mile stare at you and she goes yeah I had weird dreams did you and uh, more than usual um maybe it's just an effect of being so far up 
thinner air. The altitude? Yeah, maybe. Mm, no, no, I've had enough weird stuff and she's just gonna barge right out of her room and go, Defibulous, Clyde, did you guys have strange dreams last night? Yes. If you mean by strange dream, I thought I was having an acid trip again? Yes. Okay. Wait, again? Yeah, he got bit by some leeches and was hallucinating and saw whales. Whales that temple. can sing and talk. Oh, wait, they were talking to you? Yeah, and then you guys woke me up. I didn't do it. <laughs> it was such a cool dream. She goes, oh. Well, yeah, okay, so um, that's why I was at the bar. I was talking to my goddess. What were you guys doing? Sleeping. I mean, in your dreams, Defibulous? Oh, well, there was these black temples attacking us, the holy city. Um, it was a really cool holy ma city map, too. It was like interactive. You could pick little people up and talk to them. Oh, and there was a, a little gun that squirt water out. And then the tentacles would try to go for the temple. And I squirted them and they recoiled back. I really wish I had that gun. That was a cool little gun. Um, anyway, um, there was also the priestess calling for help. Then it turned into two priestesses calling for help. And then back to one, and he will finish the rest of the description of it, because, yeah, because I can't remember all of it. There was a lot. Got it. Uh, in my dream, I was kind of uh, flying through the holy city in this divine um, armor that was um, completely blessed by my goddess and basically, like, um, I'm sorry, fighting through the, uh, the holy city. Um, in this great spectacular armor and trying to do my, my best to succeed and get through the holy city. Hmm. Okay. Oh, by the way, Faye, you're not used to this. We've had a lot of weird things happen to us. This is normal. Welcome to what whatever team the rep, what this name calls us. I was kind of forewarned. Um, Last night, I, uh, I saw you guys. Kind of. It's a little difficult to describe, but um, I think I made a choice. A choice as in? You know, there was a theme of a choice in mine, too. Aside from just talking to my goddess, before she arrived, I was back in this eternal grass field with the darkness looming out. I've been there before. But this time there was a shrine, and I had to make a choice between a black rose and a white rose. Yeah, I had a choice too. It was pick one of the priestesses and save one, and then it turned into one priestess. But the tentacles were after the priestess, both of them. So I don't understand any of it, really, except that the squirt gun thingy was really cool. She goes, mine was interesting because my goddess was talking about having friends. And she set a picnic out for three people, but only her and I were there. Doorways. I stepped through doorways. Hmm. So I was at the bar because I got rudely awoken by the ship. And I couldn't go back to sleep because I was having a conversation with my goddess. Oh, did and then you it was feel gone. The did you feel the ship stop moving? Stop moving? Yeah, we're, we're stationary in the air. She's going to immediately look to any window to observe said thing. Observe Wait, said that jolt? Thing. 
Y'all woke up with the jolt too? Yeah, I woke up. It was when like, I don't know, the engine made some big hiss sound. Yeah, air turbulence. Um, okay. I mean, I rolled over and went back to sleep, but if you couldn't get back to sleep, then that makes sense. Wait, a hissing sound? Yeah, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get to sleep. Defibulous will uh, think on what would cause the, the engine to hiss loud enough to wake people. I need a knowledge engineering with disadvantage because you've never worked on an airship. What's disadvantage? Minus two? Uh, no, roll twice, take the lower. 24. It could be that they stop to do some basic repairs or that they're doing it to let the engines cool down. It, there could be a couple of options. There could be a couple of reasons we're stopped. Repairs, letting it cool down. Although, that doesn't keep you on schedule, though, if you make random stops in the middle of the air. Also, kind of leave you vulnerable to the air currents, I think. Well, I mean, if it's a scheduled stop, then no. But it's kind of weird that uh, we all had weird dreams and then we're woken up and we're still stopped. Someone should find Terry. I can ring the bell. Yeah, let's push the button. Kalila will pop her head out, hit the service bell, and wait. You hear a gentle sound of a bell. A minute or two later, Terry comes walking in. On his arm, a freshly laundered set of towels, and he bows. Yes, you summoned me. What's our group question? Why are we stopped? Why are we stopped? I am not entirely sure. I will speak to the captain when I get a chance. I do know that the navigator's shift should start. He reaches into his pocket, pulling out a small pocket watch and opening it. In about a minute or so, so we should still be on schedule. We've been stopped for a lot longer than that. Why have we been stopped? I'm not sure. I will find out for you right away. Is there anything else I can help you with? Nope. Just want an answer. He nods and places the fresh towels down and takes any dirty towels as he ex as he exits. Kalila will come back in and go, well, and repeat what he said. Not all that helpful. I guess all we can do is wait for a minute, unless somebody wants to go snooping around, but I don't think that's going to earn us any friends. I'm Dude. not here to make friends. I mean, I would happily go check out the engine. I concur with that statement. How about you? Hmm. Divide and conquer? We can go check out the engine? Faye and Clyde can go uh, listening around? I'm okay with that. Mm, okay. Alright, Defibulous, lead the way. Fibulous will lead the way towards the engine. Real quick, Clyde, mm -hmm. have you broken fast yet? Shall we uh, enjoy a breakfast? That sounds like a good idea and a very good place to uh, hear what people are talking about. Sounds good. Let's go. Fibulous and Kalila. As you walk down the stairs, you notice that there's a solid metal door that is sealed on your side that there are no uh, no door handles, no hinges, no nothing like that. You do see a small slit that you would slide something into, as well as an eye slit that you guys would normally see on something like Maximilian's door. Should we knock? Sure, she'll knock. That's what Clyde would do. As you knock, the door slit opens and there is the eyes of a dwarf peering out at you. What do you want? 
We're here to help with the engines. Did I ask for help? No. You're you're up. What do we call you? Uh, patron. That's what we're supposed to call you. You're supposed to be upstairs gambling. Hold on. Get. Do I look like a gambler? And he's the one who's going to help you, pointing down to the gnome. Hi. Looking down at the gnome, he goes, Have you ever worked on an airship before? I've worked on steam engines. That's not the same. And besides, it's not the engine that's the problem. Yeah, what's the problem then? Hmm. Well, no, no. Yeah, give me a minute. The door slits close, and there is the sound of arguing. Clearly the sound of three dwarves based on their tone. After a couple of minutes pass by, the door slit opens up. All right, all right, we're gonna let you in. Now, you are the ones that work with the Holy City, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I can. I don't like it, but I'll do it. Give me a sec, let me get the freaking hatch open. The sound of several locking mechanisms open up. And you are led inside. The dwarf walks you into the center area where the cockpit would be. Okay. In the cockpit, you notice that the Terry is standing there, the uh, the dwarf, the dwarven crew, as well as the uh, drow chef. And they are all kind of arguing with each other. Well, it was your shift. No, no. It wasn't my shift. And who would want to kill the captain, huh? Perception check from everyone. Also. Well, not perception check, but, uh, Quailin, Kukin, or whatever. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, upon, uh, hearing the holds, one, I'm assuming seeing the dead body since they said s kill the captain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kalila is sending Hugin immediately to go get Clyde and Faye. Okay. Like, there, there's, there's that psychic of just like, I nudge Hugin and he goes. All right. So he goes and gets Hugh, uh, Clyde and Faye. So With a, an urgency, as in this time, instead of doing the stompy feet or the tap, it's a, no, Hugin is headbutting one of them and pushing them towards the stairs. All right. So uh, Clyde and Faye are being pushed by a giant stair, giant stair, giant spider towards the stairs. Not unnerving. Not to me, it's not. <laughs> the captain is slumped over the uh, the wheel, and it looks like at some point he pulled, slid down and pulled the engines to the off position, stopping the ship from moving. I detect evil. You detect no evil. Awesome, okay, thank you. <laughs> the three dwarfs are arguing amongst each other, and all of them seem to turn to both Terry and to the drow. Well, I think you all murdered him. You're trying to make it look like we murdered them. You elves are all alike, always trying to steal what isn't yours. Terry seems actually surprised that he is being accused and goes to say something before the drow steps forward. Well, you had the most opportunity to do it. You're always down here in the engine fiddling with this and fiddling with that instead of doing what you're supposed to do, which is resting for your next shift. Well, 
uh, I am going to kind of butt in a little bit loud and a little bit proud. Uh, there's a very easy way to find out of the people that are right here. They look at you. Would everybody gather around? They step forward. Zone of truth. Do they have any type of role against that? Yeah, what is zone of truth? Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have Yay. to, I have to uh, look that one up. <laughs> Find the a... thing. I'm familiar with it from D&D, but not this yeah, system. Yeah, I believe it's the same. No, uh, yeah, I, uh, we have learned in the past yeah, not to assume the D&D and the Pathfinder crossover things are the same. While they're all arguing, Fibulous is going to go take a look at the body and see what killed the captain. Yeah, Kalila's going to sneak around quietly, too. I need a... Face saw it coming and quietly backs out. Okay. I need perception checks from Short Round and Kalila. Uh, it, it will saving throw. Okay. So, it would be... Hold on. 31. Okay. 27. Okay. I was actually about to have Faye go back to finish her breakfast. <laughs> this isn't her problem. All right, so Faye just uh just decides to walk off. Is this one of those things of she didn't get paid for this? Nope, this this is not her problem. This is a staff problem. <laughs> Faye is a very very pragmatic person. All right. So Faye walks off. Okay. We have to beat a 16. All right. One moment, I gotta roll. Alright. How many questions are you at? Is it? Oh, wait, let me see. It says it's active <laughs> for one minute. Per level. Uh, what level? You're level seven. So seven minutes? Technically it's six because I'm a paladin. Only six okay. levels. Alright. I'll go to each person very quickly. Uh, did you or do you have any knowledge about um, the death or killing of the captain? Each one of them tells you no. Okay. Uh, is it truthful? As far as you know, yes. <sighs> trying to figure out um, if I can tell if somebody resists the spell or not. It does not say. I would think that's why there's that will save. If you pass, you pass. If you don't, you don't, you know, kind of thing. Yep. Otherwise, it would just like be an internal keep rolling, keep checking kind of thing. I would imagine. As long as they are in the area, they affect a creature is allowed to save or avoid when it is cast or when the creature enters the emanation area. Affected creatures are aware of this enchantment, therefore may avoid answering questions in which they would normally respond to a lie. Yeah, or so they may leave or may be uh, evade as long as they remain within the boundaries of the truth. Creatures yeah. who are who leave the area are free to speak as they choose. Okay, so it, it creates a bubble, and if they're in the bubble, they're aware that there's a spell of yeah. truthness around them, so they could choose not to answer, which is acceptable. Mm -hmm. Dodge it if it's within a realm of, well, they're not lying kind yep. of thing. So, Or they succeed against it, and they could still lie. Yep. So as yeah. far as you know, they all are telling the truth, and they all say, no, they did not kill the captain. Or know who did, because he did include right. the, or was a part of blah, 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 so. Um, Defibulous and Kalila, as you investigate the body, 
you notice that there is small strands of what look like red silk inside the wound. Looks like someone came up from behind him and strangled him to death. Fancy red silk. Mm-hmm. Looks like somebody was strangled. Kawhi's not going to touch anything, but is there anything else? She's going to look around the body, not just on the body. Okay. Perception. 24. Looking around, you see what would probably be his lunch. And you see a stein of could be water, maybe a very low alcohol level beer or some kind of drink. But other than that, it doesn't look like it anything had been disturbed. Okay. Is there any blood on the ground or was he just strangled? It looks like he was strangled to death. Well, I don't see any other wound. What about a struggle? Is the furniture out of place? All that's in here is uh, piloting equipment, which is all mounted to the ground or anything like that. Everybody stands at their station. No one Correct. sits. Okay. Correct. No clipboards, pencils, or whatever on the ground. You know, if like somebody like was it in looks fight. like they have them attached by some chain. type of small chain, so that if it does fall, it's still where it should be. Military precautions. It Correct. can only fly and not hit you in the face so far. Correct. Okay. So there wasn't a sign of a struggle. This Kalila will look around saying that to Defibulus. No, whoever did it had to be very quiet, but... I mean, do they not post guards outside the door? The And is it normal for the captain to be in here by himself? You know, I don't know. I don't know how airship security works. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you want to go further into this or not. I was looking up some frequently asked questions and that kind of thing. But there was one that says, On a, fi uh, on a failed saving throw, a creature cannot speak to the hover lie. While in the Regis, you know whether each creature succeeds or fails on a saving throw. Okay. Well, they all succeeded on their saving throw. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled high. Yeah, it's an easy DC, it sounds like. Yeah. At least you tried. Dude, mine is too, and d, d It's fun, though. It's a good idea. Yep. You never know when you get lucky and somebody does a shit roll. Yeah. Well, then uh, I will go to the uh, first mate. Okay. And ask him if I can remove a weapon from the uh, um, box that uh, forces the wielder to speak the truth first mate looks at you and is genuinely surprised. Are you nuts? I'm not letting someone walk around with an actual weapon. I don't care if you're the priestess herself. We have rules. I wouldn't now, be walking around it. I would be standing outside the vault and people would come to me. That way it wouldn't leave the vault area. No. If you want to figure out who murdered the captain, do it on your own terms. You're not leaving anything out of the out of the storage bay. Excuse me. What? So, do, is it normal for the captain? That makes him very suspicious. Sorry, go ahead. Being here by himself? Well, yes, we work in 24-hour shifts. Well, not 24-hour shifts, but several-hour-long shifts. I was the next one in. You can open the door from the outside if you know the code and if you swipe the card. But you can open it from the inside. So, he must have had a guest. That's the only thing I could think of. And you guys don't have any guards outside in case someone tries to break in here anyway? It's kind of hard to break into, but yes, we do not use the guards. We all own stakes in this, so if one of us is murdered, it kind of screws us. 
because that means we have to hire an investigation team and figure out what happened, which means that we are stuck in flight until we can figure something out. <laughs> which Kalila will chime in going, it's they, there is a bid on the ship, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. They, apparently this thing's being sold. So if they're saying they have stake in this, I've heard similar rumors. We can try to get to the lizard folk and then we can hire an investigator from there and that just means that no one is allowed to leave the ship until this is solved the previous goes unless more people start dying for it well then whoever gets the ship gets the ship this is the first time we've ever had any type of murder or even a fight on the murdoch i have a really um goofy way of working around this yes uh if everybody exits the zone of truth it comes back in until they fail it no one's going to agree to that i can tell you that now and that makes them very suspicious in my eyes then okay <laughs> so everybody is sus now for you yep he goes well there's a piece of a uh, red silk and he was strangled by the way I was just hanging over by the body with the fibulas. Yep. Hey, a little meta. How long has the captain been dead? No one's checked that out. Well, it's not like we hear random voices. How physically strong was your captain? Uh, well, he's fairly young and pretty good shape. We all have to work out and make sure that we're able to at least lift the equipment that we haul in by ourselves or with some medial type of leverage. He refused to drink and never has done a, a drug or anything of the sort, even though that he's had many a chance. Uh, no heart conditions that we know of. I mean, it's not like we just go to a, a physician and go, here, check us out while we go do our jobs. So he doesn't drink? Mm, no. Fabius will take a look to see what alcohol or what was with his lunch, with his dinner. I think you said it was a light, at least in the description, it was described as a like very light alcoholic drink. Yeah, like something that might be he might enjoy the taste of beer, but doesn't drink, so he's maybe abstaining from the alcohol, so it might be non-alcoholic. It's hard to say. You'll have to give me a perception check. What's a nat twenty tell me? Nat twenty tells you that it is some kind of beer that is alcoholic. And you also notice that there is some, what looks like lipstick that has been wiped off on it. Hey guys. Hmm. Two things. Um, this is an alcoholic drink and there was lipstick on this bottle at uh, this at one point. Ah, the femme fatale. You're not here. It's a comment. <laughs> Who said that? Look, Kalela will come over and, and smell it. One, to see if she can identify the type of alcohol, and then two, to see if there's a perfume to it. Perception. 21. It smells like beer, and that's it. All right, no perfume that I can detect. What shade of lipstick was wiped off? Perception check. 24. Looks like it'd be something in the red category, but it was wiped off, and it looks like it may have dried. Okay. Anyone else want to do anything? The captain was what? A dwarf? Elf. Okay, so an elf. How tall of an elf? Eh, an average size elf. 
what is that like six foot uh i think th let me look that up because i'm thinking they actually have a pretty decent average they've got a base height of five uh five four so we'll say he's more average than that, like, human okay. yeah average human okay then on that does the legit <sighs> the marks of the hair um seem to be going up or down the strangling marks yeah. yeah is it is it at a downward even which would indicate maybe same height or taller perception check 22 okay anyone else got rolls i was just assisting in the vocabulary technically kalila wouldn't have rolled for that so it was just his and then i will need let's go with a heel check because that honestly would make the most sense uh 21 so looking at it closely it looks like whoever did it wrapped something around the neck twice and pulled straight back so that would indicate same height and or taller correct okay mm, oh i thought he was sitting down nope they stand okay so yeah are you relaying the information clyde i am kalila is gonna go can can i have permission to touch the body the three dwarves discuss back and forth and walk over to the drow and to terry and they discuss back and forth and the first mate goes well according to the laws that we've been given under through the dwarven cities is unless you are hired as the uh, investigators you're not technically allowed to touch the body in fact we're not even allowed to touch the bodies I just want to roll him over and see if there's a boot print on his back. He is slumped over the, uh, the, the wheel. Oh, okay. So we see his back, not his front. Yeah. Or is he upside down? No, he is slumped over. So you could see his back. And the reason you could see his neck is because he's slumped over. The wheel. So you would have to pick up his shirt. Okay. So he's, he's belly down. Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to see if there's a, uh, foot shoe and or like I don't know if I could tell a knee print or not on his back perception 24 you do not see anything of the sort alright well we can rule out somebody short standing on him possibly um since we can't touch him or anything um who does investigate uh because we would have to see how long um he's been there for a shift if, if nobody comes and checks on him. Yeah, when was the last time he was seen alive? Clyde has a good point right there. But what time was it when we felt the jolt of the ship stop? I didn't look at the clock, but I did come down and have tea immediately after my dream. I could go back and ask one of the robots. Uh, is there a way for we could find that? Because that should roughly give us a time period of when um, he slumped over. Absolutely. All of the robots are designed to answer your questions all right terry points out and as for uh investigating this this murder we do know that you work for the holy city we if you have any type of jurisdiction technically you guys can take this murder and actually solve it and deal with it if you want I, I'm not sure. According to the paperwork that we have under you, you work for some kind of adventuring guild or mercenary guild. Okay. Um, we can discuss that among 
all, uh, all four of us since our other companions upstairs to see um, if we should take this upon ourselves. I'd rather talk about that amongst ourselves if all four of us are around. He nods. Yeah, deciding as a group would be good, but I'm at least going to go back upstairs and find out what time this happened. Mm-hmm. Or at least what time the jolt of the ship happened. I'll go with you. Fine. Uh, I'm actually going to stay here to oversee the quote-unquote crime scene. Okay. Kalila and Defibulus, as you walk upstairs, it seems as if a couple of the other patrons have awoken and are down mingling with everyone, chatting, having breakfast, that sort of thing. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea what's going on. Faye, where are you sit- sitting? Okay, hang on a sec. Uh, towards the stern. All right. Kalila and Fibulus, as you walk upstairs, it's, you hear soft, gentle music as it's probably designed to help people wake up slowly and not just super high energy first thing in the morning. Oh, no death metal in the morning? No death metal in the morning. I'm very disappointed. The bots are going about serving tea. Uh, some of them are prepping a breakfast type of meal. You see pancakes, stuff like that. Simple, quick meals. Kalila's gonna go up to the bar since it wasn't that long ago and find the, the bot and was like, excuse me, bot. Yes, ma'am. What time did I show up here last night and order tea? One moment. According to our records, you came at 3.35 a.m. 3.35. Yes. What time is it now? One moment. According to our internal clocks, it is 7.45 a.m. So about four hours ago. Correct. Thanks. Hold on. Yes. Defibrious will see if he's been tampered with at all. Uh, knowledge engineering. 22. You do not see any tampering of any kind. Thanks, big guy. Also, do I see Faye hiding over in the corner? Are you hiding or are you sitting there? I'm sitting. Yeah, she'd be easily seen. I'm going to nudge Defibulous and walk over to uh, Faye. I'm going to have waved at them and wondered why they stopped at the bar. Also to get coffee. Gra- grabbed a cup of coffee for sure. But no, she'll come over to the bar going, Apparently, I came down after being rudely awakened from my dream at 3.35 in the morning. So the ship possibly has been stopped for four hours. Don't you think it's kind of odd that none of the bridge crew or anyone would have noticed that? Yeah, that nut light or, well, we were all presumably asleep. But looking at Faye, see if she's going to pipe in with waking up and stop ships because we're still stopped right yep well um i you know what i don't know i really don't i i don't know the exact details of how this crew works what their protocols are i mean it makes sense that you know captain slumped over dead i don't know why they didn't move him or get us back underway not my protocols uh you guys would also remember that because the way the ship works, there is no autopilot. The te- they work in block shifts. So there's only one person in the cockpit during the flight unless it is landing and takeoff. Wait, so just because the captain was murdered in the, the cockpit or whatever piloting place, 
Why would that make the ship stop? He fell over on the wheel. Yeah, he slumped over and he he probably hit the uh, controls, which stopped the ship. The emergency stop button just happened to be right there. Uh, it's more of the uh, the speed control would be right next to the helm. So we're presuming his body landed on it and put it into the stop position. Correct. That is what you are assuming. Well, she's looking at Defibulus to answer that one. Instead of God. Hey, be nice to him. (laughs) Um, He goes, I still think it would be very odd, even on a steamship going across the ocean or any ship, if you suddenly lurch to a stop, someone should have noticed that I would have gone in and checked. Right, I can't imagine he was literally the only person awake. Somebody else, aside from the person who murdered him. But the staff, the bots, like, shouldn't we be asking about their protocols? Well. No. Why no? Because it's kind of not our problem. I mean, yeah, we're stranded in the middle of the sky with all this, but um, we aren't employed by the airship line. We're passengers passengers that know how to fix the problem. Do we know how to fix the problem? Yeah, let me fly it. (laughs) Wait, is the problem the fact that it's not moving and we just want to get going, or do we care about that somebody was murdered? Both. No, Kalila's actually gonna sit back and actually sit down in a chair and wonder, do I actually want to care about this murder? Because we want to go to Godsfeld and go and get, like, an important item, and that, that, that is way more important than a minuscule death on, a, on this... Yeah, no, Kalila's gonna sit back and think about that for a minute. Uh, you do also remember Terry saying that the way it works is they would make notes and move the body out of the way, kind of, and then make it to the next port and land and then lock down the ship until they can hire an investigator to go through and investigate everything. So you guys would be stuck on the Murdoch until the murder is solved, no matter which way you go. So if we solve it beforehand, then we can at least keep going on our mission. So it might at least expedite the problem. Otherwise, we might be stuck in a port for months. Yep, correct. Okay, so it is in our interest to figure this out, even if we don't care. Can I ask a question downstairs? Absolutely. What's up? Um, If there's any, like, uh, bards or clerics or wizards that kind of... um, are there any other spellcasters on board? Harry pulls out a clipboard from, or lifts up a clipboard from one of the stations, flipping through the pages. He goes, uh, let's see. We've got a nobleman. Uh, let's see. We have a, uh, I mean, it says fancy man. I think that's what it says. Uh, let's see. We've got a merchant lord and his wife. A woman that has no name or no career tag to her name, but it is purchased through the Elven Nobleman. Let's see. The Halfling's ticket was purchased through the Fancy Man. And then we have the self-proclaimed professional gambler, Golcat. According to this, we do not have any mages on board. At least none that have claimed that as their career. Okie dokie. Why would that matter? Uh, because there are certain spells that could trace the uh, lipstick back to 
uh, its owner. No, un- unfortunately, it seems as if what I see here, everyone is of mundane careers, I guess. Non-magical careers, I guess, would be better phrasing. Okay. But Kalila's going to look at Lisa Faye going, do you want to sit in a port for a long time? Or would you just hope that the lizard folk are going to be better at investigating this than us? I guess we're on the job. I mean, if you if you want to sit around for a couple of months, that does. I'd probably just sneak out. I'd probably. I mean, I'm not going to argue with the pay, but um, the mission of is of some import, so we're on the job. All right. Well, Clyde's babysitting down there. We should probably get back in. I came back up to figure out what time that all this occurred because apparently four hours from when I was jolted awake and never noticed that we stopped moving and you guys waking up to come and get me was about four hours. All right. It's a pretty narrow window. Um, tell you what, you two eat. Nothing gets done on an empty stomach. I'll go, uh, I'll go keep Clyde company down there and see what I can see. I will nod and get some breakfast. Hey, robot guy. Yes, sir. Do you have all the ship's protocols in your database? Absolutely. How may I assist? If the ship, ship suddenly stops, like, all of a sudden, shouldn't there be, is there any protocol for people to check to see why? According to our protocols, if the ship suddenly stops, the person at the helm must send out a request to get assistance if they are incapacitated in any way. One of the maintenance robots will shut down the engine so that we do not continue moving out of our course. In addition, an anchor should be dropped. Uh, do you know if the anchor, anchor uh, the anchor has been dropped yet? One moment. According to our protocols, or according to our files, I do not see any indication that any emergency protocols have been sent out. Is that a- It shows that the ship was stopped by the captain. Or by whoever was at the helm. Isn't that unusual? Unless he was finding some type of damage to the engine that he was working on, it would be within protocol. All of our crew is trained to deal with all mechanical issues. Is it normal for the crew to ignore the ship at standstill when it's when it's on a schedule? I do not believe we are actually on a strict schedule. Who keeps an eye on the on the on the bridge? The bridge is locked with a specialty lock system. It can only be accessed via crew, by blood, or by opening it from the inside. Thanks, robot guy. Yes, sir. Hey, Kalila. She stepped out for a second. Who said that? <laughs> Defibus is just going to have mental breakdown because keeps hearing random voices. She's right near you. Stop blowing crap up. <laughs> What's that? You want us to blow up the airship? Be an interesting way to end the season. Go out with a bang. Yeah, go out with something. He goes, oh, hey, Kalila. Hmm. Do you think we can take one of these with us and take it home? You want a bot, don't you? Yeah. I could name him Herman. I'm pretty sure they'll let us buy one. Name him Herman, and he can help us around the house. I mean, I'm down for it, but I'm pretty sure we shouldn't steal one, but we could probably ask to buy one. I didn't say steal. You said take. Well, that I can also imply I'm going to take it after I purchase it. So there. Oh, okay. That's fine. But yeah, we can get a bot for the house. Hooray! Now. W- what does it do for us at the house? It can 
cook, it can clean, it can keep us company, it can help build stuff, and it talks. We already have that with our house steward. Yeah, but it's a Well, maybe and, not so much the company. And Ishel. And Ishel. Yeah, yep. there's always Ishel. We can keep Ishel, Ishel company while we're not home. You just want more friends. Is that such wrong? No, it's not wrong. I can also call him Herman. You've already named it? Yep. Herman it is, then. Still. Should we go uh, finish our breakfast, though, and get back down to Clyde and Faye? Wait, we were having breakfast? Yes, that's what Faye just said. You were talking to the robot. She said, why don't you and I get breakfast, and she'll go down and keep Clyde company, because nothing gets solved on an empty stomach, and none of us have eaten. I have rations. I'm good. All right, well, I'm getting a hot breakfast. Oh, wait, hot breakfast. Yeah, I'll take food. Yeah, there's a kitchen right there, motioning down the bar at the kitchen. Meanwhile, Faye has made a uh, breakfast sandwich out of some pancakes and sausage for Clyde to make sure that, you know, empty stomach. Yeah. Swindle him down some food. Oh, no, it's not swindling. They'll let you take whatever you want. Nice. Food-wise. I'm going to clarify (laughs) that now because of defibrillation. Food-wise. Downstairs with with Clyde and Faye. Correct. No, I'm saying that's where we're at. What do you want to do? Because Faye now enters. No, well, while she was gone, I'm going uh, around a room um, and just looking for, you know, different, um, if there's anything that's on the ground or, you know, any sort of other evidence, that kind of stipulations all right i need a perception check 17. you don't find anything that you would view as out of place okay i'm also going to ask um them if when they came uh like who was the first person that came in the first mate raises hand i was the first one in i was up for shift came in noticed that he was slumped over gave him a light tap and i didn't he didn't respond so I kind of moved to the front of him and looked, and he's just slack-jawed and eyes wide. Okay. So I contacted the uh, Terry and the chef and then the engineer and the navigator, and we all came down, and we were discussing on what we were going to do because we're going to have to move him for us to get to the next port to hire an investigator. All right. Did you notice anything that was out of place, even the smallest detail? They shake their head no. Next time he passes me, I'm going to put the sandwich and coffee in his hands. Okay. Um, how does somebody enter this area? Well, there's two ways. Our key cards take a small sample of blood and inject it into the door. And that opens us up because it's all blood bound. I walked by her, so I said thank you for the food. You're welcome. Or you have to have it open from the inside. Is there, like, a um, tracking sequence of this? Or is it just let you in? Well, there's a clip by, clipboard by the door, so you would make note. Okay. Um, are any of the people who can enter here uh, female? The drow raises her hand, and the navigator raises her hand. I mean, other than the people that are in here. Um, like, are you asking on for patrons? No, I'm asking the people that are in here. Mm-hmm. Are there, is there anybody else that can access this area that is female? 
other than the people that are in here? They shake their head no. Are there any other people that can enter here other than the people that are in here? They shake their head no again. Okay. So then it is either limited to someone that the captain knows very well, um, or somebody that's in here, or um, I will also ask uh, Defibulous if there is a way to... He's not here. I know, okay. when he gets here. Um, that's why I'm saying this out loud. Um, I'll ask my partner, Defibulous, if there is a way to bypass this to possibly get in if it was tempered with in some way, shape, or form. Okay, as you enter in, after you've handed Clyde his breakfast, is there anything you'd like to do? Make an examination of the body, the situation, the rest of the room, um, and then uh, take a look at the... Since I know I'm going to see it, hear it, have been told about it, I'm going to skip rolling to see the lipstick on the the glass Mm -hmm. and take a look at it myself and see if I recall anyone I have seen wearing that shade, male or female. It is... You know, historically accurate for males to wear makeup. Absolutely. Roll. Bleh. I'm quite disgruntled with the whole situation. I rolled a 21. You try to think back, and you can't really remember seeing anyone with that particular shade of lipstick. Have I seen anyone with a red silk scarf? I need a intelligence roll. Not enough coffee. <laughs> 14. You remember seeing lots of red but you don't remember if they were scarves or if they were the napkins. But you do rem- you do notice that all of their uniforms have red on, like, the sleeves, like on the cuffs. Cuff could have gotten caught under the garrote. Um, the ligature marks around the neck, are they wide or thin? What suggests what was actually used to... Caused the, st- the strangulation. Was it a thinner garrote, thicker rope, hands, something else? It looks like it was something thicker. It was clearly not a garrote, and it was clearly... This is clearly not a professional assassination. Obviously. Jesus. <laughs> but is there anything else you would like to try to identify? Can I tell if the food or drink has been tampered with? Do you have any skill to do that? Um, I can do it. If she wants me to. I have something like survival, sense motive. Survival. Survival? Yeah. Oh, hell no. I'd scarf that shit. (laughs) I rolled a six. So, no, it is not poison. In fact, it looks delicious, even though it's four hours old. But with that roll, unfortunately, we have to end this episode and this mystery here. Well, me friends, it seems as if, even on a luxury liner, the team has no chance to escape having to do something. Well, it seems as if murder has happened on the Murdoch, which means they have a mystery to solve. Well, me friends, the sky is dark. And that is all I have time for. As always, me friends, may the dice god bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, 
as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 